Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. For the Midwest, epic flooding is the face of climate change. By Megan Molteni. Fierce storms lashed across the central U.S. this week, unleashing hundreds of powerful tornadoes that carved a path of destruction through parts of Missouri and Oklahoma Wednesday night, and left at least three dead. While the worst of the violent winds has passed, the region is now bracing for massive flooding following record amounts of rain brought by the severe weather system, and with more expected over the weekend. And it's coming on the heels of the wettest 12 months the U.S. has seen since record-keeping began in 1895. That's according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which earlier this year predicted that two-thirds of the states in the lower 48 would risk major or moderate flooding between March and May. This is shaping up to be a potentially unprecedented flood season with more than 200 million people at risk for flooding in their communities. Ed Clark, director of NOAA's National Water Center, said in the agency's Spring Outlook report. So far, it's proof and prescient. With rivers from North Dakota east to Ohio and south to Louisiana all overflowing their banks in recent weeks, the damage to homes, businesses, and farms is likely to raise into the hundreds of millions of dollars. Scientists say it's too early to tell to what degree this particularly relentless spring storm season is the result of human-induced climate change. But they agree that rising temperatures allow the atmosphere to hold more moisture, about 7% more for every 1 degree rise in Celsius, which produces more precipitation and has been fueling a pattern of more extreme weather events across the U.S. And perhaps more than any other part of the country, the Midwest has had its capacity to store excess water crippled by human enterprise. We tend to focus on how coastal cities, with their sprawling miles of pavement and rain-grabbing skylines, turn hurricanes and atmospheric rivers into deadly urban flash floods. Or how they get swamped first by sea level rise. Scientists, too, have focused on their efforts to understand how western watersheds, with their cycles of moisture whiplash, will respond to a warmer world. But climate change will bring more moisture to the middle parts of the country, too. And after decades of draining wetlands and clearing forests for agricultural use, those changes of the timing, type, and amount of precipitation 
will fall on a system already profoundly altered in ways that make flooding much more likely. In 2015, researchers at the University of Iowa parsed historical records of peak discharges from more than 700 stream-gauge stations across the Midwest. Their analysis, reported in Nature, found that between 1962 and 2011, the magnitude of flood events hadn't changed much. At a third of the locations, however, the number of floods was trending upward significantly. More recent work, published in February by scientists at the University of Notre Dame, shows that floods aren't just getting more frequent, they'll also get more powerful in the future. Using a statistical method to blend data from global climate models with local information, the researchers predicted that the severity of extreme hydrologic events, so-called 100-year floods, hitting 20 watersheds in the Midwest and Great Lakes region, will increase by as much as 30% by the end of the century. The approach, called downscaling, has been used to look at hydrological dynamics in other parts of the country before, but it was never applied to the Midwest. What we're seeing is that the past really is not a good predictor of the future, says the study's lead author, Kyuhyun Byun, especially when it comes to extreme weather events. In Byun's case, the evidence is as much in his computer simulations as it is in his own waterlogged backyard. In South Bend, Indiana, where Notre Dame is located, the city is still recovering from back-to-back biblical deluges. A 500-year flood last spring, preceded by a 1,000-year flood in 2016, that broke all historical records. Fellow South Bender, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, has referenced the series of extreme weather disasters on the presidential campaign trail, linking them to climate change. It's not just happening in the North Pole, it's happening in communities like mine, he told the Late Show host Stephen Colbert in February. That's an emergency. Besides all the damages to homes, businesses, and municipal infrastructure, increasingly frequent flooding events in the Midwest would have a huge impact on the nation's ability to produce food. Wet fields make it difficult for farmers to operate their large, heavy planting machinery without getting stuck. And seedlings struggle to develop root systems when there's too much moisture in the ground. Soggy weather and uncertainty over President Trump's trade war have combined this year to keep farmers out of their fields. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's latest Crop Progress Report, Farmers have planted just 49% of their intended corn acres for 2019, nearly half the amount they usually average at this time of year. Soybean plantings are down to just 19% of acres, compared with the 47% average. In Illinois, which is the second biggest producer of both corn and soy, the soil is so saturated that moisture levels are approaching the 99th percentile statewide. Farmers there have planted just 24% of corn acres, and 11% of soy. Super-soaked spring soils, unplanted fields, record-rising rivers, runaway barges. This is, in all likelihood, what climate change looks like for the middle of the country. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.